0: This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Investec Asset Management. Value of investments can fall as well as rise, and losses may be made. Central banks are sharply in focus this week because of various pronunciations from number one, Mario Draghi, and number two, the US Federal Reserve. On the telephone now to talk about this is the head of multi-asset income at Investec Asset Management in London. That's John Stotford. John, I think the Mario Draghi statement a couple of days ago really came as a bolt from the blue and it really set the markets on fire. And there were a couple of other things that set the markets on fire as well, but it really set the tone for the rest of the week. And central banks, as I said, sharply in focus again.
1: Yeah, it's reminiscent of what he did seven or so years ago, you know, um, that they would do whatever it takes I mean, certainly you get a sense that he is quite keen to ease. How keen his colleagues in the ECB are, and his term is as head of the ECB is coming to an end, uh, it'll be interesting to see. But, I mean, he's just essentially forcing the hand, I think, of the committee. If they don't ease on the back of the comments that he made, uh, I think the market could take it quite badly.
0: Yes. When is the next ECB meeting? In other words, the, the validation of what Mario Draghi well, said yeah, at that they, meeting, at that press so they, conference, rather.
1: So they meet on a, a, a sort of regular cycle every um, month or so, just over a month. Uh, yeah, so they've got a, a variety of tools. I, I think what he, he was trying to emphasise was that, you know, that they aren't powerless, that even though rates are negative and, and whatever, and they've already done a lot of QE, that there's more they can still do. But I, I think it has has set the bar for... Um, what the market is now expecting. And, and clearly, you know, generally central banks, I think, have been worried by uh, how markets took things in December last year, the ongoing sort of trade war, the poor data, and generally inflation uh, tending to be relatively weak. So there's there's lots of reasons, but certainly the, the extent to which they've upped the ante in the last few days is is pretty marked.
0: Yes, it really is. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about, you and I were talking about the fact that the quantitative easing program that has been has, has been initiated or had been initiated by the European Central Bank for many years was, was being curtailed or being pulled back. And now suddenly they've done, as the US Federal Reserve has, a complete U-turn. Does that tell you that they know something that we don't? In other words, the European economy is in deeper trouble than the even the german manufacturing numbers tell us
1: i think i mean the data has been pretty lousy and i think it does particularly if if the sort of trade environment remains tricky you know open up uh, potential for um you know this to feed on itself confidence has taken a, a hit uh, people's uh, willingness to invest has taken a hit so lots of weak data uh, i guess what's surprising is just how quickly central banks have turned around. I mean, people are used, I think, to them being sort of super tankers and, and changing their language relatively slowly. And and this time around, uh, it's been notable, uh, you know, how quickly we've gone from pricing and tightening in the US to, to easing. Yes. And also the extent to which, you know, the ECB have moved away from indicating that the next move in rates ultimately would be up um, to... Now talking about rate cuts, talking about potentially tiering of deposit rates, talking about additional QE, uh, and so on. So there's suddenly a, a sense that, of urgency from central banks, and clearly part of that is is fear that you know they don't want this. They want to get ahead of markets and get ahead of the sort of economic developments, rather than be playing catch up. And I, I, it, there is a sense that they've, to some extent, been pushed by bond markets, but if, in particularly if you look at the US market, and, and to some extent, the European market, but um, just the extent to which market moved ahead of the Fed to begin to price in a reversal in policy and, and, and rate cuts. I, I think, you know, to some extent, they need to validate that rather than to avoid um, markets reacting badly to um, them being too slow, too complacent.
0: In the 1970s in the UK, there was a series called ever-decreasing circles. And I'd like to say that there is now an ever-decreasing cycle in monetary policy because as soon as there's some sort of potential crisis, uh, the central banks come in and say, right, uh, let's cut rates and let's uh, in reinitiate initiate uh, QE. Do you get that sense as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, in some ways, it's extraordinary. You know, we're at very low, decade-low rec- record levels of – Unemployment in the U.S., for example, inflation's a bit lower than target, but not massively. Growth has been very strong, um, you know. I mean, relatively, uh, and yet, you know, rates are peaking well below where the Fed thought they were going to peak, and they're now probably. It'd be very uh, surprising if they weren't now on their way down. And and in the case of Europe, you know, we haven't seen any policy tightening we've just seen an end to QE and and rates on hold and now we're moving back into an easing cycle so it's slightly scary in that there's not a lot of ammunition however much they might might want to talk up what's available in previous downturns um, you know they've needed a lot more than they've currently got clearly they're trying to avoid a downturn by being somewhat preemptive but it's going to leave them with very little left in the locker you know next time we move into uh, into to more of a global recession.
0: As we speak, John, the S and P futures contract is showing an all-time record high for the S and P 500. Should the futures stay here when the market opens in an hour, hour and a half or so's time, it's melting up. Do you think this is sustainable?
1: Um, I, I think in the short term, the market is focused on on the sort of sugar rush and and, and the good news, and and I, I think investors if you look at surveys have been pretty cautiously positioned so people have been got very frightened last year they participated a bit in the rally earlier this year uh, and then have become quite cautious again not least on the back of you know Donald Trump putting renewed pressure on China threatening tariffs on Mexico uh, and so on so i think you've got a positioning environment where markets can squeeze higher and then you've got a number of sort of positive catalysts so this Policy about faced by um, central banks, you know, potentially recreates the the, the sort of equity market put or um, underpins equity markets underpins the expansion. And then Donald Trump saying he's going to meet President Z and talk about trade, give some hope of some sort of deal there. I think all the markets really focused on is is that sort of shorter term. It you know some of the risks have been removed. or looks much better. Whether actually rate cuts are timely enough in an economy that's already slowing down whether they've got enough ammunition whether trump and z will do anything substantive or whether it'll just be noise around a deteriorating relationship between china and the u.s you know i think those things are things that the market will worry about later Mm. in the short term potentially we can go a bit higher just on um People not being particularly long equities, and suddenly uh, you know the environment looks a bit rosier for a while.
0: As head of multi-asset income at Investec Asset Management, what do you do because of the continuing flip-flop nature of the monetary policy of the central banks? Do you do you have to also flip-flop yourself when it comes to portfolio management? What are you doing? Not- How are you positioning
1: yourself? Yeah, I mean, we we are, the sort of big picture, we are have been incrementally cautious uh, over the last sort of 12, 18 months. We think we are late in this cycle. We think growth and earnings are under significant pressure. Um, valuations are not really very compelling. I think there are tactical opportunities around that um, to either add some risk back or or take risk off. But for us, the bigger picture is it's pretty late in the day to be, you know, backing, um, you know, big upside in, in equities, and now you know clearly there's also quite a lot priced in, in terms of bond markets as well. So I, I think you know the opportunity set is looking a little bit thinner, um, and it probably doesn't pay to be particularly heroic. Yes, potentially take some tactical advantage of what's going on, but be you know quick to take profits into rallies and and maybe look to add a little bit into sell offs not get carried away.
0: So you're sceptical of the current rally we're seeing in certain asset classes. And when I say certain asset classes, when I look at my S&P 500 future screen, I mean the equity asset class.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think it is late cycle. This is the last innings, I think, for the equity market, unless something radically changes. You know, the the global expansion is long in the tooth. Uh, Margins have expanded a lot. Corporate leverage has, has picked up uh, growth is under a lot of pressure. Um, you've got a global economy that's sort of trying to is deglobalizing, unpicking um, relationships between countries across borders. And so, yes, we think it's a challenging environment. And to assume that it's all plain sailing from here is 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 probably a bit optimistic. Uh, having said that, hmm. you know that doesn't stop um, you know equities doing reasonably well, maybe over the next three, six, even twelve months. But I think we would just tend to tactically go in the opposite direction. When you see a decent rally, you know, look to pull in your horns a bit. And when you see a a sell-off, maybe add a bit, but against the backdrop of being ultimately um, sceptical that this is is the beginning of a new bull market rather than the end of of one that already looks quite long in the tooth.
0: John Stopford is the head of multi-asset income and investor asset management in London. In South Africa, Investec Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider.